The Sabbath Podcast, the balm of cleared for the wounded, the ray of hope for the hopeless, the light for those in darkness, the voice of infinite possibility. The Sabbath Podcast, overcoming through the power of testimony. Good day, good morning, good evening, wherever whenever you are listening to this podcast. My name is Fashion My Lighter. I'm excited to welcome you to another interesting episode of the Sabbath Podcast. Don't forget the Sabbath Podcast. We share inspiring and edifying testimony that can prepare your victory and ignite your breakthrough. And today I have a very wonderful personality that I will be interviewing, and she will be sharing our experience on how God honored our faith in two uh, major aspects. So today I have with me a scholar, I have with me an administrator, I have with me a founder of, a, uh, of an NGO, and uh, I pray that as you listen to this testimony, God will bless you abundantly. Good evening, we're happy to have you, Ma. Thank you for honoring our call and we're glad to have you. How are you doing? Very fine. Good evening. Okay. Please, we'd like you to tell our listener your name. We'd like you to tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, good evening once again, listeners. I am Ms. Sarah Oyelola Afolanyo. Well, I am a woman of many bases, many responsibilities. A mother, a wife, first of all. Uh, I, like uh, I have been rightly introduced, I have an NGO based on foundation where we give insights to our young ones on why and how to live a sexual purity life. I am also the lead consultant of Soft Edge Educational Council giving to educational services. Okay. I'm also a university administrator. Okay. And so let me just talk about that. <laughs> let me talk about that. I'm also, let me yeah, add that I'm an author. Yes, I'm also an author and yeah. a global price. Yeah, so let's leave it at that. Oh, okay, glory be to God. Thank you so much. Uh, a very quick one. We'd like you to tell you uh, bring your powers in the plane. Please tell us about your background. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the second child in the family of six, I grew up having close bonds and ties with my siblings. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I had to leave for my hometown where I, where God took me through another life. Mm-hmm which has been helping me, which experiences has been helping me even to date. Well, I, I concluded my secondary school, not with my parents, but after my secondary school, I rejoined okay. my family. So I don't know if that's okay for <laughs> you. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. So uh, basically, like growing up, uh, how does it look like? Yes, you, you, you've told us that you didn't even great, but uh, is it challenging? And how do you, you know, for fact that you don't even operate, definitely there will be uh, challenges there and there. How are you able to now get through? Ah, yeah. You know, actually, like I said, 
I didn't live with my parents, especially during my secondary school years. Uh, it was a bit challenging because I grew up sharing close ties and bonds with my siblings. So you could uh, figure out the, the sense of loneliness as well as, you know, at times there is no parental, adequate parental care. So I have been introduced to to sort out myself in a tender at a tender age. You know, I have to look out for many jobs to augment whatever I was doing then. Working on farms, doing this, doing that. So that's all I can say about that. And by God's grace I was able to scale through those phases of life. Okay, very good to go to. Briefly tell us about your salvation experience. Wow, that's a great one. Thank you for asking about that. While growing up, I always loved to be saved. Because right when I was in elementary class, I always loved to be saved. But like I told you, I didn't live with my parents. So my aunt who took me to be with her, then later with my grandma, would not allow me to attend them. The church where I grew in. So where I was going then, you know, it was a different thing entirely. What you ask to do is if you want to give your life to Jesus, you raise up your hand or you come out. So then I joined series of units in the church, except the ocean units, the choir, prayer warrior, fellowships, and many others because of my quest in knowing more of God. I have the love of God in me. I just want to serve God. But then there was no opening or avenue to really do as my heart would wanted would want then also i keep on doing that at times i really felt like i have the job of salvation but you know before the end of the week <laughs> i've gone back to my former self i used to abuse very well in the class i did fight but when i finished my secondary school in 2004 returning home i have that hunger again to be saved that test but um there are things I don't want to give up. But just uh, in the night, during the night, I had a dream. The dream was terrifying. And there and then on my bed, I think that was September 2004, still on my bed, I prayed and then God saved me. That I was able to have it sustained. Other than the ones I used to have the feelings, maybe when I raised up my hand or went out for special prayers. For those that wanted to be saved. So I have that genuine salvation, September 2004. Yeah, glory to God for that. Thank you for saying us. Okay. So, uh, uh, okay, uh, maybe our listener, uh, me, I knew of a sister, I could remember you're still very young then, but at that particular time, you prayed and God honored your faith. What, what were you thinking? What prompted you to take oh. that step of faith that you want a sister? Well, I want to say it was just God on point. He was ready to still show himself or to, you know, confirm to me at that age yeah. that there is a God who can answer prayers when you pray unto her. 
what really pushed me to that was um, you know i had three brothers then and uh, it's easy for the male gender to play together at the time like that i know if my elder brother will be listening to this he might not know he might not know he did that so at just the time when others were playing together i joined them to play but he was asking me to go and find uh, my like find uh, baby girls like me to play with wow that was so really touching and um it became a burden in my heart i think i was just like seven or six then so it became a burden and um, there was a group that used to come to our house then they, they used to come for our fellowship inviting all our neighbors to come and pray along so uh, during the fellowship they would ask is there anyone that has any prayer request for the group to pray over? as a little girl i would just raise up my hand and say please pray for me that my mother would conceive and give birth to twins and the children will be girls and that became like a memory verse to me every Thursday when they had the, when we had the fellowship i would repeat the same the same the same in fact it was not really about the request for people People were amazed that how can I using all these big grammars? So I wouldn't know how I learned them to anyway. So I kept on saying that. So for my mom who had um earlier determined that the four or four she had were okay and she was not going to give birth again. When she found herself pregnant again and uh, <laughs> when she was going to give birth, she gave birth to Twins too, just like I've been praying God to do. He gave to twins. However, one tends to be a boy and the other a girl, just for the glory of God. And God knows why. So that's just that about that. God confirming His uh, power to answer and answer prayers to me in that way. Okay, so if I will ask you what particular lesson do you learn from that experience, I think that experience will have taught you something. So, what particular lesson do you learn from that experience? Honestly, I have learned that with God all things are possible. And that has things served as the bedrock of my fitness. That was like the first particular or specific request I would or I would send up before God as a young girl. And God honored. So it was it, it, it's the bedrock of my faith in God. And that has propelled me, it has held me all along. See, there is nothing God cannot do. I have them in series and series and series and series. What God cannot do does not exist. So it's just the bedrock of my faith in God in uh, answering prayers. Glory to God. Glory to God. And really, you know, sometimes when I remember that experience, I truly draw strength from it. So uh, when I remember, like I said, that it, it will be good for you. You never can tell someone can listen to this. And uh, through that, you know, we can catch the fire and uh, we will see the hand of God in. Uh, in whatever situation such person is passing through. So I would also like you to talk about, uh, you know, Specifically for those that have been listening, that probably know about this, they will confirm what they're about to share now. Uh, at, at the point, at the point you join the choir in back, and uh, you have to play a clarinet, and money stopped coming, you couldn't get it, and God did in the miracles. Can you share more light about that experience? Ah, uh, in fact, that's also 
one of the great things that God did for me. Because it's a God that specializes in impossibilities. What you think is impossible to God, it is possible. Well, in, I think, specifically in 2006, I started learning music. I joined the rudiments class. And after the rudiments class, I passed once. So I was promoted to the sight reading class. I didn't do it. So I started on. Well, when I was given an instrument, I was asked to play violin. Although God has never told me that I would be asked to play violin, and I should not reject. But I don't, I don't like violin. I want clarinet. So that was just what played out. They said I should play violin. I said well, no, that I want to play clarinet. They allowed me to go and play the clarinet. But there was no assistance. You know, there was no much at hand then to be able to purchase one. So I kept on borrowing clarinet from colleagues in school then. So I would borrow, I would go to the station where I had the teacher because my teacher was not in my in my station then. So I had to travel. I would borrow clarinet, I would play with I would practice with it. But all along I was praying to God to provide for me. I wouldn't know how it would happen, but I know I knew then that God can do it, but I didn't know how it could happen or how it would come to pass. So I kept on praying, I kept on praying, I kept on praying, nothing happened, 2007, nothing happened. Now, God has already uh, revealed to me that I was giving something, you know, in a place that was not in my personal, in my own country. I don't know what that meant. That was in late 2007. Well, I kept on believing God. At the time, I was, in fact, I was like acting madly, if one can say that. So, you know, at times there was a belt I had there, black belt with, uh, with silver buttons. So I put that belt in my mouth as if I'm playing clarinet. In fact, I would have a clarinet, someone lent me a clarinet, I would just erase the name of the person with the eye of my feet. I would inscribe my own name and write my name on it. Fashion was around the planet. As though God has answered. There are times I would, when nobody was in the church, I would carry a runa. I would march on to the. It's a funny thing. I would march on to the platform. As if I was playing clarinet, I would put the ruler in my mouth, trying to play the clarinet. So that was how I. In fact, God was noticing all those. Up until April 2008. During a, a camp meeting held in Lauren announcement was just made that so there was a clarinet somebody sent a clarinet in from london the person said god asked him to send it to nigeria that there was a person that uh, needed that was in need of it well the it was it was sent to our church in Ilori, and then since november when i said god has shown me something about that so it was then announcement was made that uh, they received this and they asked them to give it to somebody. What well, the, the man of God said he has been praying. He has been praying that who would be the owner of this clarinet? And God said he should give it to me. And that was how I got it. The clarinet sent from London. The sender set up you now. The sender doesn't know who has the clarinet. Then, the instruction was just to the sender at London, send this clarinet to Nigeria. Jesus. Somebody is in need of this clarinet in Nigeria. 
the person shipped it down to Nigeria, not knowing which denomination of the planet we plan, not even if the person I were to be from a person which is my own denomination, which station or which town, which anywhere, well, it was just sent down. And how God just laid it on the orchestrated thing that the planet landed in a lorry in Para District then, and then it was uh, it was named after me, I wouldn't understand. So until today, I'm still in possession of that planet to the glory of God. Uh, whatever we believe in, and I will keep trusting God for it, it will be the God's part. You know, each time I look at you, I look at what you've passed through, I look at uh, significant moments when God showed up for you. Yeah, <laughs> really, it's also encouraging to keep closer to God. So, yeah, God bless you for, for being a best leader. And we pray that God will make your testimony permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before, before, before we come to the end of the, the podcast, what advice will you give to listeners generally? Is it Christians, is it those that are going through one challenges or the other, or those whose faith is, you know, is waning? So what would be advice? Well, I would just say we should still keep trusting God. And there is something that God, I think this, this will be the first time I'm sharing that publicly. Okay. There is something God made me understand of recent, that we give up on God so quickly. At times we're in a situation, it's like we're afraid, we don't know what we think we should, or we, all we think is within our power to do. But their result is not forthcoming. They will try to give up on God. And God has not for once given up on us. Do you know many at times when we are in sin or when we are doing something that is not right, the Spirit of God might be checking us. Most times we don't give up on those things just immediately. We still continue on sin. Maybe when we prayed and God was able to convince us more. So we give up all those things. So if God does not give up on us easily as that, I say, well, I've sent my spirit to him to give up his sinful life and he refuses. You know, God does not give up on people just as an uh, as that as we do. So but we human beings, when we say we are afraid God is not doing it, we give up on God. I think God will never do so. We should not give up on God. We should keep on believing. God will answer our prayers. It may seem it may seem unachievable, it may seem unrealistic, it may seem it's not coming, answer is not coming from but with faith in God. Then we should also make use of the word of God. I've had instances, maybe <laughs> I, I would just hold on to a particular verse in the word of God, and that would be my anchor verse. I'll pray with it. At times I had, there was a time I had to write it down. There was a particular verse like that when I was deeply sick. So I pasted it where I could be seeing it. So I'll be reciting that has been helping me on and on. So we should not give up on God. We should keep on believing. We should keep on praying using the word of God. And you know, the extra mile, people that are extraordinary would have added extra efforts before they can come out extraordinary. So we should also add extra efforts. If it takes to fast, we can fast reasonable, reasonably. Although, we should 
fast reasonably, read the word of God, stay close in prayer, find a particular time. And sorry again to add, anything I also learned about it is if you want to maybe take 10 minutes for this challenge, I want to be praying every day from 12 o'clock to 12 10. God is particular or God loves that. He loves that. Once you are able to honor it, between 12 o'clock and 12 30, I want to pray on this particular thing. For every, you pray every day about it, have a specific time. Take that challenge to God and God will answer. So don't give up on God. Keep on praying. Keep on navigating the word of God and you'll see the result. Thank you so much. We are glad to have you. And I will pray that God will establish your faith and He will elevate you in all you do in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for honoring your call. We are glad to help you once again. Okay, now we decide to our package of this episode of the Sabbath podcast. So today I talked to uh, Mrs. Sarah Kuyonia Flyer and she did share her experiences of how God honored her faith in many instances. So, also I come your way next week with another power of testimony. This is the Sabbath podcast, Overcoming Through the Power of Testimony. Tell a friend and when you are blessed, please reach out to us. So that you can be a blessing to others as well. Thank you. I'll see you in the next episode. The way you hope for the hopeless. The light for those in darkness.